0: A lot of people
1: haven't seen, you know, young Tua's full potential, you know, and, and to point out what you just said, he hasn't played in a big game, you know, this dude came from Alabama, so, you know, if you know Alabama, they're playing some of the biggest games in, in college football, so, you know, I've, I've had a chance to play with him, you know, practice with him and practice, see his confidence, I've had a chance to golf with him, he's a good guy, obviously. But, you know, I see a lot of similarities, you know, when, when I look at him and when I see Patrick, you know. So he definitely, like, he's definitely on the song. Definitely on to something. That was Tyreek Hill on his new quarterback, Tua. Good morning. Welcome to BetQL Daily. I'm Erin Hawksworth. We've got Nick Ashu, Cody Decker in the house. The Joes are on vacation. It's a beautiful day, a Tuesday. All 32 NFL teams will be in training camp today. You just heard Tyreek Hill Very interesting. I don't know why he put the golf and the good person part in there. Not sure what that has to do with being a good quarterback in the comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, but clearly he is trying to pump his quarterback's tires up. And I guess that's what you should do. But I don't know if you had to like draw comparisons to Pat Mahomes. Like what did Pat do to deserve to be compared to a like this? This guys? is what
0: happens when you get asked about this on a podcast and it turns into something that goes viral and then you have to defend yourself forever. I mean, look, if I'm Tyreek Hill, of course I'm doing this and I'm continuing to do it because I want the football thrown to me a lot, a lot. And he complained that he didn't get the ball enough in Kansas City. So he's like, if I say a lot of nice things about Tua, I'm going to get the football thrown my way a little bit more. This is this is called receiver quarterback politics.
2: This is weak. That's all it is. So, <laughs> this is so...
0: This is so unbearably
2: tailor-made. It's almost pathetic. It feels like he's pining for his ex-girlfriend that he doesn't have anymore, and he's just sitting with the new girlfriend that he knows is not as good as his ex-old girlfriend. Ah, This is going to be a nightmare in Miami. I know a lot of people are expecting good things in Miami. I am not.
1: Exactly. I'm not either. I'm right there with you, Cody. We talked about it yesterday. And this is the second time Tyreek has said stuff like this, that it's like, are you trying to convince yourself you're with someone better than Pat Mahomes? Because none of us are believing it. But you go ahead. Um, Can't wait to see how you guys start the season. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like Dolphin fans are the only ones who are believing this. Because we're not, right? Uh, there's a and lot of hype around this team. Show-
0: yeah. I mean, look, I'm with you guys in the sense that I'm not going to sit here and buy the Dolphins site just like I'm not buying the Jets site. There are people that are jumping all over that bandwagon. Jaguars, on the other hand, though, as you know, oh, I'm all God. in on the over six and a half with the Jags. Hey, hey, Cody, Trevor Lawrence this oh. year. Just you wait. Just you wait. but
1: I'm with uh, you, know, you would, on this, Nick. I already bet the Jags as underdogs week one against the Commanders, your team.
0: Well, that's because you, <laughs> you and I have been exposed to that team up close and personal for years in various ways and various uh, media outlets that we've worked for before. And we know that whenever there starts to be a little bit of positivity, they find ways to shrivel under the spotlight. So I'm sure like, listen, I, I'm, you know, me, like I may have covered that team for years. I'm also a fan of that team and I know how yeah. bad they always let us down. So I just expect the same thing again. So you're not really going out on a limb with that, picking the Jags as an underdog week one against the commanders. Cause well, you know the commanders always find ways to make us sad.
2: You know, I know this is weird. I haven't actually gauged either of your temperature on this, and it's a little late to the party.
0: It's happening again with his his mic. This is this is really going to be a thing I today. Bad.
1: I feel bad for Kobe. yeah. No, it's I know, I know. We'll. We'll, we'll, get, we we'll get Listen. his question in a second, but let I have to bring this up. We're going to get to the Max Fried bet that hit. We've got a Harper update, a DeGrom update. But first, let's just get to this Kyler Murray. He admits he doesn't watch film. And apparently, you know, we, we all know he just got that big contract, right? So there's this silly little clause where Kyler needs to do his homework. Since he doesn't (laughs) like football, apparently, the owner wanted to make sure that it's required that he watches at least four hours of film or does, quote-unquote, independent study before each week's game. Seems a little silly that you'd have to put this in there. That seems like something you would tell a first or a second grader by the time you're an adult. Usually you don't need to be you know, told to study up on things. Um, So in order to earn those four hours of weekly credit, the team will monitor Murray's iPad uh, usage or tablet usage, I guess, to ensure he avoids activity that might distract him. Like, I don't know, looking on his phone, playing video games, watching TV, something like that. Candy crush.
0: Too much candy crush, not enough film.
1: Exactly. I mean, this to me is kind of a red flag that it's kind of a disaster like, in Arizona. It, it was like, okay, we need a quarterback. We have to pay this guy. But we, we're we not sure he really is watching film and, or if he even likes football that much. And let's just put this in his contract, and that'll, like, entice him so that he gets his guaranteed money. It's That weird. is absolutely... Really, it sounds it's, it's dysfunctional a, to me.
0: First off, it, it would not be in there if it wasn't a problem. This is clearly something the organization has had issues with before. Now, look, there are some quarterbacks that just don't know how to maybe study film. They haven't built that habit over the years. They've just been so good and so much better than everybody else that they don't feel that it's necessary. So some of this can be just the growth process for a 24-year-old Kyler Murray of, hey, we need you to study more film because this isn't college anymore, as you can see, and you're going to have to learn. You want to grow. You want to take that next step. But it is a little bit, it's alarming to see that put in a contract. That means that it's a very, very serious thing for the team. And it means that it's been a consistent conversation before. And that's, that's what you have to worry about. And it's not like we live in this world today where we don't know somebody's actually working out and getting better unless they post some stupid workout on Instagram where they're lifting weights underwater or they're doing, you know, crunches with <laughs> a exercise bike on a, on a squat rack in the middle of the gym. And we're no, okay, now you're doing something exotic. We know you're working out. It's the stuff that nobody pays attention to is what makes anybody better at anything. It doesn't even have to just be a quarterback in the NFL. But we know that film study matters. Guys like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, religious when it comes to studying that because they're taking the extra step. So I like to be optimistic in the sense that this is also the team helping him grow a little bit. But realistically, there's clearly an issue there because it wouldn't have been put in the contract. Like People that study contracts have looked at this and said, I've never seen anything like this before. That's that's the issue with it right now.
1: What do you think, Cody? Oh, I don't even know if I'm on the show.
2: Am I on the show currently? I I don't know. My (laughs) mic apparently keeps cutting out.
1: (laughs) Well, we're talking about Kyler Murray and this juvenile situation that's written into his contract where he's now being told he has to watch like four hours of film every game week. Um, or he's not going to get a portion of his guaranteed money in his contract.
2: Yeah, that's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. But, hey, football's a different game. If it's baseball, you don't need to look at video all the time. Football, I can understand it being a little bit more of an essential portion of your game, especially reading (laughs) defenses, reading about your own thing. But quite frankly, if it's in his contract, then I guess he's got to do it. My question is, is anybody monitoring him to doing this?
1: Yeah, so he has to do it on the team tablet so like they can track when you log in and log out and they can actually see how much you're watching. So that way he can't...
0: Big brother's keep, paying attention, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So clearly this has been
2: an issue if this is in the contract in writing to a point where they need this done. That seems like a red flag to me.
1: That's what I was thinking. And the other part of it is if you're Kyler Murray and now this story's getting out, I think we can agree a bit embarrassing, right? So now cat's out of the bag that clearly your organization isn't a big believer in your work ethic. You're being called out nationally now for it. I mean, would this be something that motivates you, a chip on your shoulder, or are you already like you want out of there? Like, th- this just seems dysfunctional to me to have this there. And who leaked this? Who took the picture that's, of the contract and the leaked question. this to NFL Network? Because whoever that is has a hidden agenda, too.
0: That's that's really the question. Is like, was it somebody with the team just to make a point? Like, if all else fills, was, then this is our way to sort of defend ourselves. Be like, see? We needed him to watch film. He didn't study enough. That's why he's not growing. It's not Cliff Kingsbury's fault. It's not Steve's Kime's fault. This is Kyler Murray's fault. I, this just... This is worrisome in that sense, too, where something like this getting out. Not many people have access to player contracts,
1: contracts.
0: Uh, like not many. So for that to get out means this was deliberate. This was meant to be a narrative that was out there to, if anything, protect the organization. If there's any sort of fallout or this massive contract that they gave Kyler Murray doesn't end up working out.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I guess this is just all the more reason to fade the Cardinals for me four. We already, we already discussed this yesterday
0: yeah exactly yeah all right so now now do you guys feel a little better a little better about that plus 700 for their uh their owen four start i'm just saying there's yes. there some value in that yeah there is and because by the way if that's, kyler no, murray that is a little the,
1: immature yeah. don't you think a part of him might be like i'm not gonna do this now <laughs> like i'll do what yeah, I it's, all, do. All it's gonna take
2: it's going to take one person yelling at him about his uh, about looking at his game film, and all of a sudden he's going to scrub his entire IG again. This is how it goes yeah. <laughs> every single time with Kyler Murray. <laughs> there, is a, there is a level of
0: petty with him that's that's alarming. I, I will say this, though. When there are other positions in the NFL where you can kind of get away with maybe being a little immature or – Maybe you don't watch a lot of film. If you're a great tight end, you can just be a great tight end. You don't need that as much. As a quarterback, there's a different level of responsibility that's on you. Being, one, the franchise quarterback. Two, getting a massive contract on top of that. There is a huge commitment to him. And in return, he's got to turn that around for this team. And there is a reason why so many talented college quarterbacks don't have that same consistency in the NFL. There's a lot of different reasons. But one of them is also just... Do you fit as a leader? Do you fit as somebody that can turn a team from mediocre or really bad in the terms of where the Cardinals were when they drafted Kyler Murray into a legit Super Bowl contender? And the pressure is now on them. This is what we mentioned yesterday, right? Like, the pressure is on the Cardinals now. This is no longer just about them being a team that's, oh, they're up and coming. They're going to be fun. Oh, go! This is now a team that is expected to be a legit playoff team and to go in mm-hmm. and actually, bare minimum, win a playoff game when it's all said and done this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, So let's talk about Jimmy G because I thought this was very interesting from Kyle Shanahan yesterday. He said, quote, had an awesome run with Jimmy, but when you bring in the cap and things like that, there's just so many tough decisions you have to make. Jimmy will be in a good spot, most likely somewhere else. Okay. That is, I mean, I I actually was... Thought, you know what? They're going to keep Jimmy G around. You know, he still was able to perform for them last year. And if Trey Lance isn't who they think he is, or if he gets injured, they have a legit backup on the roster, but it looks like they're going to have to turn the page. Um, I mean, he, he made a very clear Kyle Shanahan did in that quote.
0: Not even
2: kind of clear. Jimmy G is gone (laughs) and. Yeah, Yeah, what's weird about that is putting out a statement like that before they've been able to trade him uh, seems like a very odd thing to do. And and if this team and if this team doesn't trade him, they're going to have to release Jimmy G. That is about as damning of a statement
0: as it gets. This just has the feel of something that is going to be a very uncomfortable situation for the 49ers if they don't get out of it quickly. I mean, really, if you bring him in and he's there in training camp, you got half the team that probably still supports him. And if he looks better than Trey Lance, then you're sitting around going, well, Jimmy G should be our starter and we don't get what we want to trade him. And if we don't give him the job, then nobody's going to take the coaching staff seriously because you're going to be able to see that he was better than Trey Lance. And then if they start Trey Lance and he's not good, Jimmy G sitting there and waiting like you have to part ways with this. I understand that the shoulder injury was part of the problem, but it's what's also made the 49ers so impossible to handicap right now. Like I'm not, I'm not touching anything on the futures market with them whatsoever because I don't know, one, who their starting quarterback is, and two, if it ends up being Trey Lance, I don't know what Trey Lance is as a quarterback right now, but there's no way that the 49ers can go a second season. A second season after trading up for Trey Lance – and then letting Lance sit around and wait and learn. That's a, like, I wish you could do that more in the NFL because we'd probably see quarterbacks develop a little bit better if we gave them more time, but the reality of it is that's not what you can do. That's not the culture of the NFL anymore, and you really don't see that opportunity happening with San Francisco. they got to figure this thing out.
1: They do. Um, I mean, this is crazy. So where do, you, where do we think Jimmy G ends up? I mean, the Browns? <laughs>
2: I'm actually at the point where I don't think Jimmy G's going to be starting on a team this year because right now everybody's filling up their teams at the moment and Jimmy G's going to be out of a job at the most unideal moment. He's going to be a free agent until like week two until somebody goes down and I honestly don't even want to see this about for
0: Jimmy G. What
1: about the Seahawks? It's- they need a quarterback.
0: Seattle Seattle wants to lose, though. Like, I'm with you. That If you look at some of the teams there yeah. that need quarterbacks, like the Falcons, mm-hmm. the Seahawks, you would certainly argue the Texans, even though they clearly love Davis Mills, who, by the way, did play well at the end of last season, was <laughs> really, like, the best. He was the best rookie quarterback at the end of last season, if you look at his numbers. But we all know that Davis Mills is likely not the future in Houston. Those teams are looking ahead to next year and going – We could have five or six quarterbacks drafted in the first round next year. We want to be a part of that, so that's what makes this so much harder for Garoppolo. Where, like, Cleveland actually makes the most sense, but you got to figure out what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. If it's a long, long suspension, then okay, then we may be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, that is the team that is the favorite to still be his team when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's a very awkward, drawn out situation, and it no, no nowhere is actually going to make sense for him this year.
1: And I just would be dreading showing up to training camp today if I'm Jimmy G. Just right. like, ugh, get out of Hey me guys, still here? <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. I was just
0: with the subway. I got some subway for everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Nick Ashew, Cody Decker. Watch us live 24/7 on the BetQL Network. Right here on the Odyssey app. We've got a Harper and Degrom update next.